This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers history one day at a time. Today is March 30th, 2019. The day was March 30th, 1842. Dr. Crawford Long used ether as a general anesthetic for the first time ever, laying the groundwork for a new standard in surgery. Surgery today can be a nerve-wracking experience, even with all the medical technology we've developed in the last two centuries. But in the mid-1800s, surgery could still be a terribly painful process, as patients weren't sedated. Doctors were often using rudimentary means to calm patients before surgery, like alcohol, hypnotism, and restraint. Just imagine being fully conscious and having to receive an invasive surgery. Patients would writhe around and scream during operations, and often died from blood loss. Many doctors did whatever they could to avoid having to resort to surgery. But over the course of the late 19th century, that would change. While Crawford Williamson Long was a medical student at Transylvania College in Kentucky and the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia, he observed and participated in several surgeries. During this time, Long saw people using nitrous oxide, or laughing gas, recreationally. And he went to laughing gas parties and ether frolics, where people inhaled nitrous oxide or sulfuric ether just for its euphoric effects. Long used ether himself, too, and he noticed that people who used sulfuric ether could fall or run into things but not feel any pain, and they would forget what they'd done while inebriated after the effects of the substances were off. In 1839, Long received his medical degree, and in 1841, he started a medical practice in Jefferson, Georgia, a small rural community. Once he had his own practice, he began experimenting with sulfuric ether. And on March 30, 1842, he administered ether to James M. Venable, a patient who attended ether parties and had postponed his surgery several times due to fear of pain. Long removed two tumors from the back of Venable's neck. He charged the patient $2 for the surgery. Long continued to use anesthesia in his surgeries after that, he even gave ether analgesia to his wife during labor pains. Friends, colleagues, and critics knew about his discovery and practice, but Long didn't publish his findings until 1849. Long had wanted to gather more evidence and be sure of his discovery. But by then, dentists Horace Wells and William T.G. Morton, as well as physician Charles T. Jackson, had already claimed they discovered anesthesia. Long said it had taken so long for him to publish his results because of his isolated rural environment and because he was super busy. And he wanted recognition for first using ether anesthesia during surgery. Unfortunately, Long didn't get much recognition during his life. Regardless, the other three doctors did make contributions to the development of anesthesia. Wells first used nitrous oxide for pain relief during dental surgery. Morton was the first to publicly demonstrate ether anesthesia and publicize its efficacy. And Jackson suggested to Morton that ether be used as an anesthetic. There was lots of debate over who really pioneered the use of anesthesia, but Long is considered the official discoverer of inhaled anesthesia. 
Anyway, there was now an effective method to sedate patients during surgery. So there was no thrashing around and excruciating pain during operation. But that did not mean that anesthesia was perfect and made surgery a breeze. The quality of ether was an issue. It could be so weak that a patient wouldn't go under or would regain consciousness during surgery. Or it could be so strong that a person would die from overdosing. Also, germs were a problem. Germ theory wasn't fully accepted in medicine until the late 1800s, and doctors had some pretty dangerous habits at the time, like entering surgery wearing bloody frocks, without wearing masks, and without washing their hands and tools thoroughly. Since patients weren't protected from germs, they were getting infections and dying. On top of this, the new process of operating on an unconscious patient was just foreign to doctors who were used to conversing with the people they were operating on. And plenty of medical professionals just weren't convinced about its benefits. There were people who protested anesthesia because they believed it simply went against the natural order of people feeling pain. There were others who thought that ether was an evil drug. Anesthesia had its champions, but it definitely was not widely accepted at first. Once people learned more about how germs work, sterilization became the norm, and drugs had federally mandated standards, anesthesia became an essential part of surgery and medicine. Long died in June 1878, and a year later, the National Eclectic Medical Association declared him the discoverer of anesthesia. Doctor's Day, a day to recognize physicians' contributions to society, is now celebrated on March 30th in honor of Crawford Long's discovery. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you're so inclined, you can follow us at TDIHC Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll be back with more history tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.